What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. If the roar of the crowd gives you goosebumps, cashing a slip makes you grin, and above all, you love making your bookie cry, then you're in the right place. The number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions, shared with a fan base like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. What's going on? We're here. We're here. It's live. It's live, baby. It's live on a Tuesday night, 9.30 Eastern, as always, for my audio-only folks. Uh, if you ever want to tune in live, you can do so on the YouTubes, uh, Tuesday nights, 9.30 Eastern Standard Time. Just go ahead and look up the channel, Punchlist MMA Podcast, not the imposters, which it would appear that they've taken my threat seriously. They haven't uploaded anything new. But YouTube uh, and all of their uh, Big J wisdom, they have decided that they are not going to take it down, which I don't understand because apparently journalistic integrity doesn't matter. I don't know. I don't understand. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me, man. Um, I, 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 I'm not sure what, what I have to do, you know, when I file my reports to get them to come down, but you know, here, here's where we are. So, uh, all you early risers in the chat, drop something in there so I can shout you out, especially if you have content that you produce, I would love to, and you, I mean, this isn't anything new anyway, but we're going to talk about this more later on tonight. Um, if you have anything that you do. So before, uh, I existed in a, um, democratic relationship, if you will, with this idea, um, with my, with my cohort where there were some things that sort of swam in the same river as us that we had to be, uh, same channels, if you will, right. To continue with the water analogies that we had to be a little bit more aware of. Uh, and we, we tried to like kind of steer clear of, uh, as far as like, like I'll give you a case in point, right? Um, those of you that listen to the show or watch the show live or have checked out the YouTube videos after the fact um, or just are on MMA Twitter or anything like that, you are familiar with uh, we refer to as Nichols or Double Nichols. Um, he is one of the sharpest guys in the game, right? But he pay he he at time he puts out free picks, but he also has like a paid service, right? So for a while, it it was it was like a thing where I was like, well, you know, the conversation was, what does that what does that look like as far as like shouting out and working with him because he pays for stuff while meanwhile we're doing stuff for free. So does it does it, do those two things do they clash together? This and the other. Well, that, that that doesn't exist anymore. So that that pussyfoot and tiptoe through the window like that doesn't that's not a thing and that doesn't exist anymore right so um my man double nickels is super sharp so if you're interested in paying for picks and you want guys that's going to make you money that's a dude to do it um i see adam kaplan in here already um 
It was AC Radio. It looks like he's rebranded to the Adam Kaplan MMA show. He was on the show a while back. Check him out. Um, sizable gentleman with the uh, with the red hair and the beard. And we know that you know gingers are um, basically endangered species at this point. So do everything you can to support his content uh, and what he's got going on. So feel free to check that out. So um, another great podcast in here right now that goes under the radar, just completely under the radar. Um, Boston Brews Bets. I know it looks like a name, but if 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 you would all do me the service of clicking on it and subscribing to the channel, because they they put out a great show um, that you know it's criminally underrated. So check it out. So so check it out. Check them out. Um, I you know we we are long overdue from a collaboration standpoint, and and hopefully we will get that done here in the coming weeks. In the coming weeks, we have a bunch of guests lined up. Um, we are going to try, try. Um, you know, we normally do the Dober before the fight and the after action report. We're going to try. Um, we're going to we're going to try to do a Haley Cowan after action report. Those of you who are unaware, Haley's making her official UFC debut, Lord willing, this weekend. Um, and we'll talk more about her later, but, uh, spoke with Haley yesterday and we're going to try a Haley Cowan after action report. Uh, so next Tuesday show, we will hopefully have Haley on. Um, and then the following Tuesday, which would be the 17th night, May 9th, we'll have Drew on as well. So that's going on. Um, the 10th. I will be on the Addicted to Combat show with Pat, who was on previously. The following Tuesday, he will be here. We'll have him on. And then, dude, there's just a lot. There's a lot. We're doing something with Couch Warrior. Um, Adam and I are going to get together. Um, I'm going to try to link up with Hammer Bets. We'll see, if, we'll see if Nolan and I can't get something rolling together. And then... Uh, if you are heading to Jersey for 288, there, I no joke, I think there's like nine people in like the MMA Twitter gambling sphere that are going to be there. It's like turning into like a weird pseudo networking event um, where we're all going to put face to name. So here, just be just be honest with you, I'm gonna size some of these folks up. Yeah, I mean we we got to size them up. Um, we got. Jake, I mean, you know the energy here, right? I mean, this is the way it is. I mean, I, I, I'm seeing what you're about. But if I go there and you're greasy neck bearding, you know, and you, you soft handshaking me, I'm going to put it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let people know. I'm going to let people know. Like, if, if I see you, if I, if, if we meet at 288 and you give me that dead fish handshake that I've told you guys how to avoid giving, if you give me the dead fish, if you give me the wet paper, I'm telling everybody. I'm telling everybody. If your hygiene sucks, I'm telling everybody. I'm just, we're just, I'm telling you, we're, you just come correct. Be who you are. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I catch you in the streets, it's not aggressive. I'm just saying your whole, your truth will be measured, right? You're going to be measured up. That's the way we operate here. Okay. Um, so, oh man, I, we had a lot to talk about, right? We had a lot to talk about. Um, a lot's happened. We get these little intros, then we go into the 
we go into the MMA portion of the show. So you, you got about four more minutes of me talking. Um, Haiti, Jake, Haiti has, has fallen into chaos. Have you seen this? I'm actually upset that you haven't sent me any Haitian videos, right? So for those of you who don't know, um, so uh, you know me, I'm not a big politics guy uh, as far as like politicians go. Right. I like politics is like geopolitics, which is not good dinner talk, but I like stuff like that. But I'm not a big politicians guy. But what I thought was really funny is everybody said everybody got mad at old DT four or five a while back because he said Haiti was a shithole. Well, <laughs> hey, guess what? They assassinated the president a few months back and then everybody in their government just quit like a week and a half ago. So now Haiti is absolute anarchy. Dude, they're cooking people on Instagram Live and eating them. There's like roaming gang rapes and sniper killings. And it's literally, it, it is dystopian wasteland. I'm not going to say the dude called it, but the dude did kind of call it. Um, which is in line, if you know the history of Haiti, sort of their MO, right? Um, back when the French were in Haiti and then they slowly started phasing out and they were going to give the, the the country back or over to what are now modern day Haitians. Uh, once the sort of tides, like the, the, the seesaw went from like the French folks to the Haitians, once it got to be more Haitians and French folks, they just murdered everybody that was there. So like if you were a French person in Haiti, right when the country was getting founded, they just murdered you. So that's kind of been the place for a while. Like that's not really where, where you want to go. Um, and, uh, yeah, this, it's been pretty crazy. They've been like skewering folks and cooking them on Instagram live. It's pretty wild. Haiti's going crazy. Um, so the news won't talk about that though. They don't want to talk about that. Um, what else happened? So we had, we had the air, air national guard guy. We talked about that last week, Jake, that guy leaked a bunch of information, uh, the biggest thing is kind of the casualty numbers in the Ukraine-Russia war. That was sort of off. We weren't really sure. It looks like everybody's been dying a lot more than it's been reported, which we kind of knew anyway. Um, it is what it is in that regard. Um, what I want to talk about real briefly, I'll, I'll try to keep this from a rant, which here we are anyway. Oh, we got the wine tonight too, by the way. So let's get let's 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 uh, let's wet the lips here. that's the good stuff. So we got the good stuff going tonight. We got the good stuff. I want to challenge. I want to challenge, right? So um, you get a little bit of dad every time. This is what this is my challenge to you, listener, dear listener. This is my challenge. Yes, Boston Brewers. Oh, bro, we're fancy right now. Listen, I, we, it, if you haven't been in tune, which is fine. If you haven't been, I've been laying off the beer. I've been laying off the beer physiologically at 37, going heavy on a beer does a something does a little something to a man. So it's not saying I'm out of beer entirely. I just had a beer the other night, but I've been chilling out on that. And then on nights where I need a drink or I want to drink, sort of, you know, wet the lips, keep things moving. Like a podcast night, glass of wine goes a long way. So um, but beer is still on the table. In fact, in fact, one of my one of my goals on Saturday, May 6th, is to pull Dober from the back after the fight and bring him out amongst the MMA public and slam beers together like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like, like that's that's the goal. Just warn, I'm letting you know now that's what we're trying to do. And he seems receptive to this. So we'll see. There may or may not be 
shirtless, covered in beer, Stone Cold Steve Austin style. Producer Jake ripping a, uh, a heater in the background. Okay. Maybe shoeys. Maybe. Maybe shoeys. Stadium shoeys are they're tough. Tough. Um, okay. But let me get on to this. My challenge for you this upcoming week, something I want. Uh, if you do something, anything at all, produce content, anything like that, let me know so I can shout you out. Uh, but also, also, I've noticed this idea, right? Um, and this stems from a conversation that we we're having with my oldest child, where there are groups of individuals, um, and everybody's encountered these type of people, where if you stop trying to develop yourself mentally, you stay at the age that you told yourself, I'm good, I got it from here. Now, some people, in particular men, and I'll speak to men here because this is the target demographic of the show, even though there's some ladies that listen, shout out ladies, um, you should be trying to better yourself. Now, I'm not preaching to you here. I'm just something you should try to do, my opinion. Because uh, if at 18 and you're now 40, you decided you had it good to go and you haven't really worked on yourself at all, chances are you've got some areas where there's probably some improvement. Whether they are on the forefront or not, the people around you in your relationships probably recognize that there's some lack. So my challenge for you this week is to take an accurate self-assessment of yourself and see if there's anything where you can do. Whether that's read a book, read an article, um, get out and go for a walk touch grass, as the kids like to say now, something that you can do that sort of challenges you to be um, outside of the comfort zone in terms of personal growth and development. Now, I don't want you to share it with me. I don't care if you do it or not. I just want you to know that I, random internet person, am challenging you to do something just a little bit different. That's it. That's all I want. Um, I have found, we're 30% of the way through this rant, um, I have found my opinion has been as of late is that the internet and the news cycle and coof and isolation has brought us to like this one collective hive mind where even that word becomes like a buzzword. So like throughout the week, I'll notice that all the news articles, all the language, all the things that everybody's saying, it all sort of has the same buzzwords, the same round topics, the same, tethers the same threads to the same like sort of collective group of ideas and what we're missing out on is individuality amongst people like how many people do you know all say the same thing like i i i used to get mad whenever i'd hear people say sort of like things that were very similar to my own but then i realized that i'm probably saying an iteration of somebody else's thing those of you that listen to my show for any period of time know that I don't listen to anybody else's MMA content prior to making my show because I can't disassociate what you said from what I'm going to say. And in, in turn, I don't want to steal something from you. I'm so bad at this, in fact, and I've said this before, that I have a hard time with people with accents because if I'm around a person with an accent long enough, I start speaking with the accent. I, I fancy myself as an intelligent person, but I cannot I cannot make that disassociation with that. Um, so think about how powerful, and this is me, this big dumb lizard brain me. Uh, it, if if you're not on that level, what is it that you're taking in that you're just holding on to in a housing without any sort of like knowledge that your brain is just clumping that together with shit you should you should you know do right like. 
I mean, we see it all the time. Think about the, all the different slang that's in your language now that wasn't three years ago, that wasn't three weeks ago, three months ago, all the new slang um, or music or any like any of these things. But challenge yourself to take something outside of that, to absorb something outside of what the collective hive wants you to worry about, what the collective hive wants you to know. Like, like I, I don't like just dude, if you could, if, if somebody comes in here next week and tells me like, Hey dude, did you know that a left-handed fliggle flaggle is the thing that you use when making cabinets? Because I decided I was going to learn about cabinet. I was going to watch a YouTube video on cabinet making. So I didn't want to talk about Ukraine anymore. I'd be like, yes, like, that's what I want. Like, just do something outside of the collective, please. That's the challenge for the week. Okay. Uh, not that I'm going to issue like weekly challenges or anything like that, but it just got me thinking about how they're trying to make us all one thing. They want us all moving in lockstep together, whether we know it or not. Um, you know, if, if we're all traveling on different paths, but headed to the same destination, once we all arrive there, it won't matter how we got there. So, um, that's, that's kind of it. Okay. Rant over. Um, MMA. Let's talk about MMA. We've got fights this upcoming weekend. We got a punch list alum fight, like we said, Haley Cowan taking on Jamie Lynn Horth. That's taking place this weekend. Last weekend we had um, probably, I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and say it now. I don't know a lot of cappers that did great last weekend. If you did, if you're a capper that did great last weekend, I need you to let me know so I can shout you out. Um, UFC wise, if you follow it along at betmma.tips, which I always suggest that you do third party accountability, that's what you guys asked for last year. So we, I've been doing it since then, uh, UFC, we were down 2.3 units. Okay. But patchy mix punchless the alum saved the day. Um, so he, we won eight units off patchy. So all in all, uh, we were about, you know, five point what is that five point i can't do the math 5.67 units up so not bad not bad at all um on the weekend so here we go austin says what's going on austin what's up i need you to shoot me a dm um so that way we can get info so you and i can meet up at 288 because i saw you last week post it um but i don't know if you i don't know if i said that yes we can get together prior to signing off. So shoot me a DM on the tweeter uh, and we'll get together, man. Okay. Uh, just let's bet split decision for the Cowan fight. Yes, possibly. We'll get, we'll get to that here shortly. And then patchy made quick work of thoughts. Yes. Knockout. Listen, I, I would not have said knockout, but I did think the submission play was going to be too cute. Um, so I just took a money line there, but yeah, uh, patchy's, Patchy's Patchy's an interesting cat. Those of you that have been around for a long time, if you remember the Patchy Mix interview, that was one of the more awkward interviews I've ever had in my entire life. Um, I have known about and been in contact with Patchy for years, uh, even prior to the Bellator thing. And this sounds like real hipstery name dropping, and it's not, I swear. Um, so anyway, it was it was years ago, uh, a couple of years back now. I was like, hey, you want to come on the show? And he's like, yeah, I, I, I recognize your name. You're always in my comments. You guys are always shouting me out and supporting me. Thank you. Yeah, I'd love to come on your show. 
Um, Patchy's really the only guy ever that's come on the show, only guest ever that we kind of had to cut the interview short because the dude would just not like he was just talking like he was he was going. He was just going um, and was just like we usually try to do about a half hour. And then we'd wind down, cut him loose and then talk about what we want to talk about. And he was literally like, I'm in Connecticut in a hotel room. I got nothing to do for the next eight hours. Let me stay on your show and talk about betting. And I was like, I don't want to do that. And we <laughs> we literally like ended the show on the dude. And then um, we like would continue to like, you know, we always bet on him. And, you know, hey, Patchy's fighting this, that, and the other. And then I think it was the Juan Archuleta fight. We picked against him in the Juan Archuleta fight, I believe. And uh, no, it wasn't Archuleta fight. It was another fight. I forget which one it was. But anyway, I picked against him. And this was like, this, this was a long time after we had had him on and he was like, yo, I thought you were my dudes. Why did you pick against me? Like, I'd like, like he was still listening to the show after the fact. Um, so when I say on this show and other people's show and stuff like that, people listen that you wouldn't expect. Listen, it's true. They really do. Some of these fighters really listen. So, um, when that, when that one kid got smacked by Nate Diaz, um, last year it's like, hey man if you if if you say somebody's garbage there's a chance somebody's gonna hear you say that all right um all right jason says okay okay let's talk about sergey versus jones it's not a given but it's got to be a narrative it, it is a narrative boy that isn't if if they'll give the fight right sergey's got to get the fight um you know we're doing we're doing john jones versus stipe and what October to Sergey wait till then. I mean, that's a long time to sit on the shelf at this point. I don't know who else you have him fight. Um, there's really no point in having him fight anybody else. Heavyweight is still pretty shallow. So, I mean, it makes sense to have him fight the winner of that, but damn, I mean, the way heavy, these heavyweights are fighting in particular, John Jones uh, or Steve, for that matter, these guys fight once every 18 months. John Jones once every five years, you know, like, like there's a long time. That's a long time to sit on the shelf for a guy like that. Would not be surprised if he takes a fight in the interim. Um, I don't know who it would be against. I mean, obviously it's going to be backwards, but um, if he sits, he's going to, I mean, at, at a certain point you should, right? Like the, the, the title shots, as far as the UFC are concerned, in particular heavyweight, are so rare because these guys fight so infrequently that if you're in the position where they're going to let you go, you sh you should wait. You should wait. Um, now, what I will say that was telling in that fight, not telling, but one thing that I did notice, people gave Curtis a lot of issues, um, gave him a lot of flack about trying to trade the stand and bang with Sergey. Um, we see this time and time again, right? With a wrestler, get a couple knockouts and all of a sudden they think they're Muhammad Aldi. It happens. But here's the thing with Curtis Blades is he was actually hitting Sergey. So there was no point until it was too late where he had the idea that he should change his mind about it. He was doing fine right up until he got hit. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, so now the power is a problem. Like this dude is hitting me and weird things are happening. My legs don't feel good. My chin is weird. Like my head feels like it has holes in it. Why is that? Well, it's because this big Russian polar bear is smacking me in my mouth. Like that's that's where this came from. So, but until that, he was he like he, there was a couple times where he landed flush. Like I would argue that's the shot that he hit 
Sergey with. Um, he hit him with a right hand at about like a, the minute 30 mark was identical to the one that, you know, started the beginning of the end of the junior dos Santos fight. Sergey just walked through it. So like up until he wasn't doing well, there was no issue to, there was no reason to believe like, Hey, I should be doing my Curtis blades wrestle thing. But the reason why we got to that game plan to begin with is because wrestlers get a couple knockouts. All of a sudden they think they're Muhammad Ali. So it's like a, it's a tale as old as time. Like it happens. It happens. Um, now, I was on the blade side of things. Like I said, you heard me say blades round two, blades round three, because I thought he could withstand fight IQ wise. I thought he could withstand the the bull rush of Sergey, right? The, he'd hold on to him. He would drag him. He'd clinch him against the cage, do something. He didn't do any of that. He literally, like I expected, I expected some, I'm going to stand a bang with Stu, but I expected him to survive the first round to get into round two to go, I need to wrestle this guy. That just didn't happen. Um, I attempted to hedge out. I took uh, so I had blades round two, blades round three. Those were plus nine and plus eleven hundred respectively. Then we had Sergey um, money line, and then fight does not start round two. Were two plays that we used to hedge out of that and just break even. So, um, but yeah, I mean, he's Sergey could potentially be a problem, man. I, I with him he fights angry and he believes in his power and he believes in the method that he has to win fights. Um, until somebody changes that narrative for him, he's going to be a real problem. He's going to be a real problem for people. Uh, it, it's going to be when Sergey gets beat, it's going to be a steep, a Fabricio Verdum style knockout where he is chasing after people, throwing punches, believing that if he can just hit you, you'll go to sleep and somebody touches him and he goes to he goes to sleep. That's what's gonna that that is how that dude is gonna lose the fight. Like what whatever the whatever the fight is that he loses, that's the way it will be. Um now John Jones, I don't know if John Jones does that. Um I I know Stipe doesn't do it. I mean, we gotta be we gotta be realistic about ourselves about the situation. Stipe is not gonna be around much longer. Fight wise, the, the 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 John Jones fight's got to be the last one. It has to be. I mean, he just does not fight frequently enough. It just he doesn't need it. He's got a million other things going on. He just doesn't need it. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't, I just don't, I don't see it. I I would love nothing more to, than to have like a John Jones, um, John Jones anybody heavyweight rivalry where they're good fights, a la the. John Jones, Gus one fight, but I just don't, I don't think John's got that many miles left on the tires. Um, we're, we're rapidly, we've been saying this for a few years now. We're rapidly approaching the era of no superstars. Izzy's the closest thing. So narratively speaking, which people don't like to hear that 2023 is the year of the narrative. They're going to do something to make a superstar. So be that as it may. All right, here we go. Let's get into this. Uh, Let's get into this main card. Let's start running through some of these. We've got 11 fights on the docket. We dropped them today. We dropped um, Pete Rodriguez and Natan Levy. That one dropped off today. So a little bit of a, of a shakeup. We're going to start, Jake. We're going to do uh, – let's start with um, Juicy J, Julian Rosa. No, I'm sorry. Waldo Cortez Acosta and Marcos Rogerio de Lima, please. Can we start with that? Waldo Cortez Acosta and Marcos Rogerio de Lima. De Lima at 20. 
eight and one, 20 wins, eight losses, one no contest. Uh, and then we've got the Waldo Cortez Acosta. My man is nine and oh. DeLima minus 176, Waldo at a plus 150. So, um, oh, there he is right there, Nolan. Hammer bats. What's up, buddy? Uh, I was just talking about you earlier, so rewind and listen to what I was saying about you. I was talking all kinds of trash. Um, over and around is one and a half. I have seen that Ruggiero is going to be a popular pick this weekend. And on paper, perhaps he should be, right? He he is a heavy puncher. He's got good kickboxing background. He's on a little bit of a tear. Uh, and, yeah, I mean – he puts himself in positions to win fights. Waldo Cortez Acosta, in my opinion, is not very good. Um, I I don't really know where anybody approaches this dude with a level of confidence, right? Like I I think I think what burned me on him or spurned me—that's the word I'm looking for—not burned, but spurned me on Mr. Waldo is he was supposed to supposed to make short work of Jared Vandera and he did not which we know Jared Vandera can be made short work of and then he was supposed to beat the brakes off the vanilla gorilla and Chase Sherman and he didn't do that now those are the dudes that are supposed to be your layups like those are the ones that are supposed to give you the highlight for the video package the next time you fight so people get excited to see you, and you couldn't get it done. Now, here we are. We have Marcos Ruggiero de Lima. This dude wants to stand and bang, and that's going to be what your approach is to try to win this fight. Um, I don't necessarily know that you're going to do it better than him, but my problem with my boy Marcos is, is he has a hard time beating anybody that has the slightest bit of talent. Like, if you got a little bit of talent, he, he has a hard time with you. Um, I would argue that his most quality win was against Ben Rothwell. That's really kind of it. He knocked out Ben Rothwell. He knocked out Big Ben. That giant Wisconsin piece of cheddar on those two shoulders, he knocked that out, right? Um, choked out Andre Arlovsky, but Andre Arlovsky's older than your dad's dad. Um, and then he beat Maurice Green, but Maurice Green's eyes go in two different directions. He couldn't see where the punches are coming from. So, you know, there's nothing you can do about that. Uh, lost to Alexander Romanov just by Romanov putting his forearm, like kind of on his throat area. And he was like, I don't want you to do that anymore. So he tapped. Um, and then he beat up the combat wombat Ben Sassoli, who I believe is Ben. I think Ben Sassoli's in prison now, is he not? Um, for sucker punching a dude. Is that not, or what do they call they? What do they call it in Australia? Is it? It's a coward punch, isn't that what they call it? Which I completely endorse over sucker punch. Um, Producer Jake, if you get the if you get the fingers going, could you find out whether or not Ben Sassoli is in prison for a coward punch, please? I think that's a thing. Um, so, uh, Delima is not great. Waldo Cortez Acosta is not good at all. Um, I, I would venture to say, I would venture to say under one and a half. Um, so yeah, I, I would say, I would say that's probably, a probably to say that's where I'd land on this, but this is probably an avoidable fight for me from being honest with you. Um, 
ladies and suspect dudes look away. I'm going to throw a little chapstick on the lips here. Got to look, got to wet these things. I get a little dry. We got a little chilly here today in the South, man. Kind of like down to the mid 60s. Ben Sassoli sentenced to 22 months in jail for bar punch. Uh, UFC heavyweight Ben Sassoli being sentenced for 22 months in jail for an incident where he broke a man's jaw at a bar, recklessly causing injury, served 11 months before eligible to apply for parole, which is really funny that anybody goes to jail in Australia because it's an entire country founded off of convicts. Um, working at a as a bouncer, customer refused service on two occasions, snuck back in after being shown out the first time. 30-year-old escorted the patron out both times. On the final trip out, Sassoli punched and broke the customer's jaw. The patron eventually needed facial surgery. Report says the UFC has released Sassoli, although he remains on the UFC.com roster as of Monday. There we go. The combat wombat. So... Uh, Jason Brown, coward punch, chill term, two years. He needs he needs a yank DA. <laughs> Listen, if you would have punched, the <laughs> which I absolutely love. Yeah, I mean, you can go up and stab somebody in a in a um, in a New York City subway, and they'll just let you out. No big deal. They're like, hey, you stab people, don't do that. Come back in twenty four months, and we'll have your arraignment, and then they you just never see them again. So that's cool. All right. Um, or you just go to San Francisco and they'll just say, well, it's not your fault. You're a product of your environment. That's why you stab people. So, <laughs> and then you don't go to jail at all. So um, if you're into that kind of thing, San Francisco is where it's at. All right. Where do we land on this? Maybe Rogerio Delima. Probably not. Probably just avoid it altogether. I think that's where we're, where we're at. Uh all right, so then I then we're gonna get into Juicy J. Juicy J, Julian Arosa at 28 and 10. I love these records. Taking on Fernando Padilla at 14 and 4. Dude, we got Julian Arosa, Juicy J minus 138. Fernando Padilla plus 118. Overrun around is at two and a half. Crazy thing about this, right? We had the Billy Q loss, but prior to the Billy Q loss, we had the senior perfecto Billy Quarantillo win. So, those of you who don't know, Julian Arosa, Billy Quarantillo, and, Jul and um, Julian Arosa, Billy Quarantillo, and Bill Algio. Sorry, gosh, I can't even remember all their names because they're so freaking similar. Bill Algio are are the same person, and uh, so we're at win one, lose one, win one. Now, like that's my the super quantitative analysis here. Is that Julian Arosa should win this? Should beat Fernando Padilla because I believe he's the same person as two other fighters. No, so Julian Rose is all violence all the time, right? Like, I mean, he's first team all violence. He's kill or be killed. We know that, right? Juicy J comes, he, you're either going to destroy him or he's just going to put a pressure on you and he's going to beat the shit out of you, right? Um, head kick knockout to Alex Caceres last time out, which completely took everybody by surprise. Alex Caceres routinely has been criticized for not being able to knock out a grandmother, but yet he was able to sleep Julian Arosa. Um, but if you're going to beat Julian Arosa, that seems to be how, you, how it is, right? You knock him out. He got knocked out by Alex Caceres, knocked out by Sung Woo Choi, um, you know, knocked out by Julio Arce, knocked out by Devontae Smith. Like Julian Arosa will take a nap. Like he's not afraid to bring his blanket to the octagon. He'll go to sleep. Like that's a thing. He's not worried about going to sleep. 
Um, Fernando Padilla, on the other hand, more likely to submit you than knock you out. Statistically, more likely to submit you than knock you out. How? Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. However, you're talking about a guy of 14 professional wins 12 of which have come inside the distance. Now, have they all been fantastic, high-quality opponents? Of course not. But here's where we are, right? This is what we're doing. Had some LFA wins, uh, and now here we are. We're, we're coming in. I think that an inside-the-distance play is here. Like, this is where we're at, right? Um, I think that you have a step-up in competition angle for Julian Arosa and Fernando Padilla. So like Padilla is facing the best opponent he's ever faced yet. And it happens to be a guy that's going to be super high pressure. And then you've got, if you're on the Padilla side, you got a guy that if he's going to win a fight, statistically 80% or more, he's likely to finish the fight. And Julian Arosa, when he loses, gets finished. So we're inside the distancing this one. This is the play... This is where we're at here. Now, I'm on Julian Arosa money line because I don't believe that Julian Arosa, Billy Quarantillo, and Bill Algio, like I said, win one, lose one, win one. My super highly technical tape-riddled analysis, that's what I'm at. But under two and a half rounds here is at minus 150. Fight doesn't go the, to decision is at minus 180. So I'm. this is a stock market play. We're looking at 20% ROI. We take our money and we get out. Buy the extra two and a half minutes just in case something stupid happens because you're talking about a pressure fighter, a death by a thousand cuts fighter in Julian Rosa. Buy yourself the extra two and a half minutes at the minus 180. Oh, it's too chalky. Get over it. Make your 20% ROI. Get out. That's what we're doing here. That's what we're doing. It's about winning long term so that's what we're at um let's see here i like this i like to see this is where we're at love to hop on and do content anytime never been on anyone's pod or done live breakdowns but i got them stored in the nog and we'll talk for sure well why don't you come on here and let daddy dale pop that cherry on live youtube huh we'll put that a little explicit tag on here you can come on here and wear your little cute little outfit we'll just go ahead and take that from you 
Okay, we'll get you all liquored up. Yeah, get you nice and relaxed. I'll rub your audio shoulders, and you just go ahead and let it flow, okay? You just go ahead and bring that little greasy snail train, that little snail trail right across the screen. We got you, brother. We got you. Hammer bets. Lock it in. All right, Julian Rosa, violence bets all day. Nichols talking about that. <laughs> That's right. It's going down. It's going down. And then we'll, we're, we're, we're going to get – it's going to be a, a hodgepodge of just blue-collar – you know, shenanigans this summer. Um, this went sideways quick. That's right. Yeah, it always does. It always does. All right. Let's talk about Cody Brundage taking on Adolfo Vieira. Adolfo Vieira, eight and two. Cody Brundage, eight and three. Seven degrees of separation here for Cody Brundage. Um, married to, I think, I think he's still married to Amanda Bobby Cooper. Um, Amanda Bobby Cooper is a punchless curse, by the way. Amanda Bobby Cooper, which is now Amanda Brundage, but her was Amanda Brundage. Maybe it is still. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyway, punchless curse for her, but that does not affect Cody Brundage at all because we uh, we kind of have earmarked the, the, the lovely wrestler with power grind set skill set of one Cody Brundage and have done so for a while. Plus 190 now, you'll hear a lot of people, big buzzword um, is about the idea of the line movement on Brundage. Opened real big, it's going to start shrinking up. Inside the distance here is it. Um, That is going to be chalky. I like no round three start, personally. Hidalfo, we have seen suspect gas tank, but world-class jiu-jitsu. Cody Brundage, um, cardio for days. Cardio for days, good knockout power, and great wrestling and defensive wrestling at that. So if he can just make Adolfo work, the gas tank goes. And then we get the whole, you know, rabbit punch style knockout. Or maybe like one punch sleeps him. I don't know. But then the the flip side of that is we get Adolfo Vieira doing his best, who's small parharis. Uh, impression where he grabs a hold of an ankle and tries to separate the different components of Cody Brunage's legs. It's the, it, it's a win-win situation here. So we go no round three start is where I think this one lands. Uh, and if we go, let's see here. I don't think we, I don't know if I have that line out yet. Uh, but under two and a half is minus two seventy-five. So we're I would go so far as to say we're probably two eighty. Um, 290-ish even fight doesn't go to decision. Is it minus 350? So maybe no round three start. Maybe that might be too chalky. Even for me, that might be um round two plays, right? Um Vieira wins in round two plus 425. Brundage wins in round two plus nine. Maybe those are the plays right there. Maybe we just get the one round out of the way. Um so yeah, maybe let me get those one rounders. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Probably not going to show up on my official slip, but we'll we'll see if we can't parcel that out. Um, I will. We'll, we'll we'll see. Now, here's the thing. Hold on a second. Here. Hold on. Let's talk about this. I like Cody decision or late cardio is better. Cardio is in feeling better. I don't think I don't think we're gonna we're not gonna meet many people that will argue that point. Um, Brundage is one of those guys that is a killer in the gym, but a mental block on fight night. Yes and no. Yes and no. I 
it's where we talk a little, it's where we talk a little bit of our shit. I, I don't, I think what you're confusing, what you might be calling mental block. I might just be saying the top of the staircase. Like he just might, that just might be where he, that like his stairs only go so high. You know what I mean? Like he just, that's just where we're at. Like that just, you know what I mean? I think that's my, I'm, I don't know, but some people, you know, the world needs, the world needs hammer swingers, right? So not everybody can be a doctor. All right. Chabarello taking on Michael Olajacek or Mikhail Ole, was it Mikhail Olajacek? Ole, I can't, I'm not sure. It's, I'm, I'm not doing a good job with it. Um, Let's see here. Well, Shady's on here. We got to shout out Shady always. Um, good luck this weekend. I'm taking the journey later on tonight on the rewind. I appreciate that. Um, I have one bet this weekend on Ricky Simone minus one twenty. Watching the line, hoping for plus money. Yes, yes, that's a bet half now, bet half later kind of guy. Yeah, um, that's it. Absolutely. So yes, I, I appreciate that. And uh, again, Shady is another guy. Because we're shouting out all content makers this time. Shady's another guy that has very sharp bets. So check him out on, on the Twitter. Check him out on Twitter. He has a thing where you can't mention him. He's one of those. Just going to call you out for it, dude. One of those where nobody can talk about you unless you allow them to. But sharp guy. Very sharp guy. Um, so I love Michael... Mikhail Olajacek. I really do. But this is a bad matchup for him. This is a really bad matchup for him. Um, Barello's at 13 and 1. Olajacek 18 and 5. If we're talking about, if you want odds, minus 375, plus 309. Those are, that's, that's a very, very wide line. Like, I like Barello. I don't know if I, I don't, 375 is like prohibitive favorite for me. I can't touch him at that. Maybe as a parlay piece with something else that I really feel excited about. We'll talk about later on to bring it down to something a little bit more palatable. But I mean, just like for just pure chalk, you want to know who I think is going to win the fight. I think Barella is probably it. Uh, Ola Jacek is again, I think we're going to get a lot of violence this card. Thankfully, Lord willing, we're going to get a lot of violence this card. Uh, Ola Jacek is another killer be killed kind of guy. And Borello is a, is a, is a willing dance partner. He will wear the slippers. He will put on the high heels. He will dance with Ola Jacek, but he's ultimately going to take Mikhail down and he's going to tap him out. He'll be bigger. He'll be stronger. He'll be faster. Uh, the one thing he doesn't want to do is stand there and bang with, you know, Ola Jacek. He's got that weird broad back, sleepy Polish power kind of deal where it doesn't look like he could knock you unconscious, but he could definitely kill you with one punch if he hits if he lands correctly. Uh, Barello is that is that dude, right? Like, I, I mean, there's not a lot of guys that have come along in recent memory that you see them fight and you go, this guy has potential to be something super special if they just develop him correctly, which the UFC notoriously does not do. But if they develop him correctly, and I think this is the appropriate next step for him, is this old Jacek fight. Um yeah, and he goes out there and he puts on a highlight real performance. Yeah, man, he gets it done. Um, sub is the play, like Nichols is saying here, Borello by sub. Yep, yeah, for sure. I agree. Uh, I don't think he's going to knock out Michael. Um, and then Jason says the same thing, Cal by sub, built different. Not mad at a Michael KO flyer. Well, that's how that's how old Jacek wins the fights. Like he's not he's he will not go three rounds. He's just not he's he'll he'll check out 
midway through round two, if that's if that's the way it's going. He's not gonna it's not gonna go to decision. But again, we're talking about super chalk there. Um, under two and a half uh, is palatable. It's it's more palatable, if you will. Under two and a half, you're like the minus one sixty range. Fight does a good decision, minus two hundred. I mean, if you're a bet, if you're a bet five to win two point five kind of thing, I don't see this fight going fifteen minutes. I really don't. It's it's a more confident. Um, I've it's one of the more confident not go fifteen minutes fights I, that we've seen come across the docket in a long time. So if you're a bet ten to win five, bet five to win two and a half kind of person, this is a spot for you. Um, this is. It's not Holly Holm minus 200 spot. Like I'm not saying you should like pay off your house or attempt to pay off your house with this one, but there's a damn good chance that these guys do not complete 15 minutes on Saturday night. And I, I would be, I mean, I would be shocked. I'd be really shocked. I don't know anybody that's reading this fight and going over two and a half decision. Like I, I, if there is a person out there that's touting decision plays here or touting over two and a half, I want to know what part of the of the tree you're tapped into. What route do you have? Like, where are you on that? Because that I don't I don't get it because I don't know anybody that's there. Which if you want to be that guy, you know what I mean? If you want to plant your flag and be like, I was the person that said, I mean, you can do that. Um Main event, Ricky Simone, Song Yudong, Yudong Song, however you want to say it. I want to circle back to a comment that was waiting when we got here. Uh, Yudong has been looking really hard lately. I think he can penetrate through the holes in Simone's defense and explode when he needs to. Don't sleep on Yudong's length and power. He will be the harder man to finish on Saturday night. That's... That's an astute write-up. That that's a very astute write-up, uh, poetic even. Real, I mean, it's you know, we had a one Waldo earlier, but now we have another one. We have a little Ralph Waldo Emerson's form of poetry right there. I mean, that was really that's really something. Um, I the last time we saw Song Yudong, he got butchered, hostile style by Corey Sandhagen. That's not that's not a fair assessment because you know Sandhagen's that dude, right? Like we uh, I've said that a couple times tonight. I'm trying to stop saying it. But that's just the way he is, right? If you look at his wins, Cheeto Vera, which I don't know, a lot of people weren't happy about that one. Um Casey Kenny, Julio Arce, Marlon Marais. Those are his, those are like his four most recent wins. Losses along the way to Kyler Phillips and Corey Sandhagen. Both of those guys are really fast, flashy, creative guys. Ricky Simone is not that. Ricky Simone's not particularly fast. Ricky Simone's not particularly creative. Ricky Simone is definitely not um, fast and creative, for lack of a better way to put it. Um, but he is a grinder, and he has a never-ending little – you know, little engine inside there, a little, uh, little John Deere tractor engine inside of his chest that just never stops. Uh, and he's got great wrestling and he's got decent power. Now, what concerns me is the chin when touched is a little suspect. Like if he can get rocked by 93 and a half year old Uriah Faber, 
Uh, I'm worried. I'm worried when it comes to fighting Song Yudong. But I'm hoping deep down in my heart, feeling it in my loins, that you are smarter than Curtis Blades and you're going to go out there and um, get that W. Now, if you're on the Yudong side, if you're on Yudong, KO, if you're on Simone, we're just going to go decision or you can spice it up and go sub decision um, because we might see a sloppy guillotine style finish like he got with Marab. Like they're, they're like late, late round four, round five, you know, Yudong's trying to win around, shoots 45 seconds left on the clock. We wrap it up end around four like that i can see these things like this is this these are real thing you try to win the round um so if i'm on simone money line is obviously great for either one of these guys if you're on if you're feeling a particular side here um if you're on the yadong side it's ko if you're on simone sub decision take the double chance um but I think Yudong probably has a higher ceiling with Ricky Simone. I just, it's very hard for me to go against wrestlers that I know can wrestle that aren't in love with their hands, like Curtis Blades. Like, like Ricky Simone's not afraid to wrestle. And I mean, again, same stupid, boring diatribe every time. If there's ever a skill set to start, base your MMA skills on and make it be wrestling. I, I, but it, it dude, it is, um, yeah, man, I, I just, I, I, that's where I land with that. It's just, I, it's hard for me, dude, if you can control whether or not I'm standing or I'm laying down. Yeah, man. Okay. Like I get it. I get it. like that. That's, that's appealing to me. Um, you know, Simone by submission plus four fifty plus five. Okay. Yudong by KO plus 200. Um, Simone, just inside the distance, plus 250, split the difference on them. Um, I, man, I, I don't know. I mean, all the stuff will, will will come out. Simone wins by submission in round four, plus 2,500. I'm just throwing it out there. It might be worth might be worth 10 bucks to throw Simone win by submission in round four. I'm just throwing it out there. Um, okay. Let's see here. Let's run through these real quick. Let's get through these prelims. Otherwise, we're going to have an hour and a half long show, which people don't mind. People don't mind hour and a half. I say that like I need to hurry up. Like people are going to be like, oh, your show takes too long. But for some reason, man, you guys listen to me for weird amounts of time. Man, It's, it's very strange. Um, all right, let's talk about it. Haley Callen, Jamie Lynn Horth. I made the plea on Twitter earlier. Everybody listened. Um, I said, please keep betting Haley and give me what give me give me a punch list alum that's a woman at women's science money. And you came through. We get Haley Callen at plus 124, plus 125. I've seen her at plus 130 at certain spots. Taking on Jamie Lynn Horth, who's undefeated. Minus 144 over rounds of two and a half. Admittedly, of all the matchups that Haley has had come and go and come and go. This is probably this is a tough, this is the toughest one for her. 
This is absolutely the toughest one. Um, but I, I throw the caveat but here is that full disclosure, we're, we are going to 100% full disclosure this. Um, I never bet against our people here. So I will not be standing for a Jamie Lynn Horth pick. Um, if you are looking at me for an objective truth, Jamie Lynn Horth by submission is at plus 400. That would be if I were to pick a method of victory for her, it would probably be that Haley is super tough. I don't see her knocking Haley out. I just don't, I don't, I don't see it. I also don't see her grinding out a submission or I'm sorry, a decision over Haley because Haley's cardio is too good. She, it's just, it's just the like positions will put themselves there for either one of these ladies to win the fight. And I don't see her picking up a decision. I don't see her knocking her, knocking her out. I, you know, if, again, just if you're looking at for that, I would say, you know, like we talk about with when we talked about with Islam over Drew, um, you know, the submission play, if that's your thing, like that was where it was kind of that that was where it was leaning. Like that was the if, you know, if you're asking me for an honest assessment, that's where that now that being said, I will never pick against our people. Haley is our people. Um, Haley is, as as we all know, she's so big. And so silly strong. Like just like she's strong, like real strong. Um, and as far as like girls go, like the I'm trying to think of the word here. Um the default blurb is oh, I work really hard for this. You know, I'm, I'm all, you know, I'm, I'm the first person in the gym. I'm the last person out this, that, and the other. That, that sounds good for a lot of people, but there's not a lot of folks that really believe that when you say it, but then like this, this is where this is different, right? Um, she actually is the first person in the gym. She actually is the last person out. She actually is working harder than most people in there. And because she's so big and so strong, uh, most of the people that she's getting rounds in with are dudes, not women. Um, and it's been that way for a very long time. Um, her husband is a coach um, who's been embedded in the game for a long time. So fight IQ is high. Um, again, I, I, I'm, I'm still... Standing from a position of she's our bulls, I won't go, I won't go against her. But I, I mean, she can grind out a victory here. She can get a ground and pound. She can get a sub. Uh, she will be bigger, stronger. She's going to be bigger and stronger on Saturday night. Like she'll be bigger and stronger, like a hundred percent. And if she can impose herself on Jamie, she will, and she'll get a club and sub, or she'll take it the decision, and she'll, you know, we'll get a twenty nine, twenty eight, or a thirty, twenty seven. Um, Nichols says slight lean to Cowan, but I like betting the fight to end and split decision, which is always viable when it comes to women fighting, because again, we maintain the same thing, right? Judges have a hard time scoring women's fights. They're, it's just statistically, that's a thing that happens. So yeah, I, I mean, if you're going to take a fight, that's going to have a split decision, uh, push on it. This is definitely one to do. So is there a split decision line out yet for it? I don't, C one. Um, 
I mean, it's going to be plus a thousand. It would have, I mean, it's got to be a plus a thousand line for a split decision. It's got to be, it's got to be. Um, so yeah, sure. Why not? Of, of all the fights that we're talking about this weekend, take a women's fight where, yeah, there's a very real chance we see a split decision, but I, again, bigger, stronger, faster wrestling base. Um, and to be honest with you, if it goes to judge scorecards, and I'm not saying it's not because she didn't earn it, but Haley's the push. She's the push. Like she's the like that's that's where they want this to go. Like that's she's she's that girl. So um yeah, short of short of Jamie doing something to derail that, that's where we're going. I mean I I I don't I don't say I don't see a way she doesn't win the fight because I already said a way that she could. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I do believe she'll be bigger. I believe she'll be stronger. I believe she'll be faster. Um, I think she's going to look to take her down and she's going to look to, she's going to look to grind her out. This will be a very, if she can have it her way and I haven't talked to her about it and I can't wait to hear her, you know, uh, give me a hard time about what I'm saying right now. But if I had to guess, I would say she'll take a very GSP title fight approach to this fight. Jabs, then takedowns. Jabs, then takedowns. That's what I think. And that's how you win the fight. That's how you win this fight. So uh, give me Haley Cowan for all my money at plus 125. Punch list forever. Ride or die. I'll never bet against anybody that comes on the show. Um, except for that one time we did with Patchy Mix, and then he got mad at me. All right. Brian Kelleher, Journey Newsom. Uh Newsom at 10 and 4, Brian Kelleher at 24 and 14. Kelleher at a money line favorite over Journey. It's got to be just be based on the power of Brian because everything else, I believe these guys are very similar fighters. Uh, Skill set is very similar. Kelleher, arguably a little bit faster, a little bit more knockout power. As far as I look at this fight, I cap it as a pick 'em. So Journey Newsom at plus money sounds like a, a decent little lean for me. So I'm leaning Journey Newsom. Uh, I believe he can get the wrestling going if he wants to. Just has to be careful on the on the shots. Entry, you can't leave the neck out because Brian Keller will snatch up that guillotine with the quickness. Stephanie Eggert, 8-3, and three, taking on Arena Alexiva. Alexiva at 4-1. and one. If you're on Stephanie Eggert, it's by sub. Plus 200, plus 250 price range for Stephanie Eggert by sub. That's where you want to be. Uh, Irina Alexiva. I, again, sub, but Stephanie Ager should be good enough that it's going to cancel that out. Over on rounds at two and a half. Um, if you're on Ager, I think it's got to be by sub, and then you're taking the under two and a half. Women's science would indicate that Arena should win this, um, but yikes, man, she's not very good. Um, I hate to take her money line whatsoever, plus 235, when Ager by sub is still plus money. So I, I lean Egger by sub wouldn't, I mean, of course, hit me up when women's science cashes and be like, duh, but yeah, Josh Quinlan at six, um, is Quinlan six and oh, is that a real thing? Why did I think he had a loss? He beat Jason Witt. Huh? Weird. I, f- I feel like I thought Josh Quinlan lost. All right. Quinlan's at six and oh. Uh, it was supposed to be on Lusa, but now it's Trey Waters. Trey Waters, um, you know, 
contender series loss. Vaughn flu choke. Yikes. Um, I mean, let's see if you want to see if you want to let's just say if you want to see if you could bet the fight to internet submission. That way, either way, you can still win. Okay. Um, Quinlan minus one eighty. Trey Waters plus one fifty five. Um, oh, if you want the safe play, bet the fight to end by submission, just in case Edgar gets subbed. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, that makes more sense. End by and then a lot of correct. Got you, bro. Internet end by. I get it now. Josh Quinlan minus one eighty. Trey Waters plus one hundred five. Josh Quinlan. Uh, I thought he had a loss on his record, but apparently does not. Uh, minus one eighty. Play over Trey Waters. I have not. Just kind of full disclosure here. Um, I remember seeing Trey Waters get choked out, but I didn't watch the fight, and I have not seen him fight before. I don't bet on people that I haven't seen fight before, and you guys know I'm not a big tape guy. Um, I watch every fight live, you know, as it happens, and then if I don't, I'll go back and watch it, but I'm not watching tape for the show. I rely everything on the old cranium, brother. And um, Josh Quinlan's smooth, and he's fancy, and um, I'm actually surprised I had it wrong that he was not heard that he's undefeated because I really didn't think that was the case. But anyway, it doesn't matter. I won't bet on a guy I didn't see win or haven't seen fight in Trey Waters and um, Josh Quinlan minus 180. Sure, for the sake of doing it, but I'm not betting on this fight at all. Not one of my bets for this weekend. All right. Uh, Cody Durden taking on Charles Johnson. Charles Johnson, 13 and four. Cody Durden at 14 and four. I got to hand it to Charles Johnson, one of the more active guys on the roster taking on Cody Durden, who a lot of people hated because he said something about something to somebody. I don't know. People, you know, people are so quick to cry. Oh, you're racist. Shut up. Um, everybody loves to just pull the race card on everything. Cody Durden, um, plus one twenty against Charles Johnson, dude, lights out wrestler with an endless gas tank. Charles Johnson has one good round of every three round fight that he's in. Um, yeah, I, I'm on Cody Durden here at plus money. Why not? Charles Johnson. Sure. I mean, I see the argument for him, but it's basically because Charles Johnson fights in a way that's hard to score. So Johnson by like decision, okay. Um, but Cody Durden by wrestle death here seems to be what I want. Martin Bidet taking on Jake Collier. Fat Jake Collier, 13-8. Martin, gigantic head bidet at 11-1. and one. Martin Bidet's got the largest skull in the UFC. Um, just absolute weird physiognomy on this guy. Um, very weird. Just Easter Island skull on, on like sloping downward shoulders. Doughy body. Very strange. Um, basically a pick and fight over rounds of two and a half. Jake Collier just lost to Chris Barnett. So take with that what you will. Martin Bidet will plot his way to victory here. He he's just good enough to not suck. And Jake Collier, you if you list if you lose to Chris Barnett, you're forever fade status. I can't do it. I'm on Bidet. Um, if nothing else, just because his name, you know, makes me think of Spritz in the old B hole with a uh, with some water. Fun fact, produce Jake. You see the pinky up? I did the pinky up there. Anyway, 
my last flight coming over from uh no we were on vacation sorry it was my last flight it was next last flight coming back from japan to here stateside obviously you know 14 hour flight messes up the guts get the, get the guts all rumbly so i had this brilliant idea in my head brilliant idea in my head i was like i'm gonna lax it up before i get on the plane so that way i empty the tank in the plane so when i land i'm starting fresh like my my gut biome is on american time that's what i thought like so i'm not, I'm not gonna full dose lax it up but i'm gonna half a lax i'm just gonna half dose lax it up so we're on the way to the airport i pop the old you know get it moving pill and um my plan is, is that we're, you know, we'll be three hours in the air and I'm going to have to go, you know, set the clock right. Works a lot faster than that, Jake. Works a lot, <laughs> works a lot faster than that. So um, we're at the airport. We got a little, we got a little uh, delay in between flights and I'm sitting there and I get the gut. I, I mean, they're rumbling and. Those of you taking laxatives before, you know, they put something in there that like scrapes the sides, like it really gets it all the stuff that's been hanging out in there. It moves it all out. So I'm in, I'm in the bathroom and like, you know, we're getting ready to start boarding and I'm, I'm just destroying this thing. Well, if you've never taken a dump on a Japanese toilet before, let me tell you something. It's got more buttons on it than a remote. Whenever you stay at somebody's house that you've never been to before, that's how many buttons are on these remotes. You have no idea what you're doing with this thing. It literally looks like the claw from Inspector Gadgets. It looks like his layers desk, like with all the buttons on it. There's buttons everywhere. You have no idea what you're doing. And I'm, I, you know, even at my house or even at my, uh, my apartment in my house on base housing, he's had a normal toilet on. There's no buttons on his toilet. I have no idea what to do. So I can't even figure out how to get this thing to flush. So I'm sitting there and I've got, I've got, you know, laxative my holes all laxed up and I got buttons everywhere. I got this whole NASA control panel beside me. So I start pressing the buttons and I kid you not this arm, this articulating arm comes out from the toilet, Jake. It literally like I'm looking down and it looks like there's a, there's like a thing underneath me. It comes out and it just, it lines up. I don't think it's laser guided or what. I don't know what it's like. The same technology your Roomba has to find a dust bunny. It finds your beehole, and this thing blasts my beehole with do like the double the double water pack super soaker. Like the power that that thing had, like it just crushes me. Here's the kicker, right? Because I'm not afraid of little little spritz. The water was like boiling hot, boiling hot. Just, dude, it was like Satan's kiss. They talk about like Poseidon's kiss when you drop a big one and a little water comes up and hits a beehole. Dude, this thing, it was literally like Satan himself spit jalapeno juice at my beehole. That's how hot the water was. It was unbelievable. So then the entire flight on the way back, I'm sitting there and I'm just, I got to shift from cheek to cheek. Because my it just destroyed, dude. It just it lit me up, man. Lit me up. I broke the skin. So, shout out to the Japanese and their leather buttholes. Because um, there's no, there's no way, dude. This little tender American beehole could not handle that. I was it's too much for me. Meanwhile, I probably put that thing on like the 
XF1 setting. You know, you never, you never know. All right, let's run through money lines, top to bottom. Uh, we're, you know, again, these are all liens. Don't necessarily indicate bets. Uh, bet responsibly. You're a grown adult. Manage your own money. Haley Cowan, Journey Newson, Stephanie Yeager, Quinlan, Durden, Bidet, Delima, Erosa, Brundage, Boreo, and Ricky Simone. Those are my initial liens. If you want my actual plays, you can follow me, betmma.tips. Appreciate everybody tuning in the live stream. Next week, we'll have our regular scheduled program on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, I'll be on the Addicted to Combat show with Pat. Um, so feel free to check that out. Um, in the meantime, we felt just shy, just shy of our goal of 1 million audio downloads for last episode. So do your part. Listen to this one. Let's get closer to that million, please. And uh, I will see everybody next week. If I don't talk to you on the socials between now and then, remember Instagram is dead. Twitter at punchless MMA is where it's at. Or if you want to shoot me an email like your grandmother, you can do so chat at punchlessmma.com. Don't drink and drive. Remember that I love you. Be good to each other. God bless. Producer Jake, you did a great job. Everybody that was in the chat, thanks for showing up. Appreciate you guys. See you. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.